0: Now, sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Stay thirsty,
1: my friends. There's holmium and helium and hafnium and erbium and phosphorus and francium and fluorine and terbium and manganese and mercury, molybdenum, magnesium, dysprosium and scandium and cerium and cesium and lead, praseodymium and platinum and plutonium, palladium, promethium, potassium, polonium and tantalum, technetium, titanium, tellurium.
2: The signs keep changing
1: every day, as stations everywhere are making me
0: prepaid. Christian Carguy Radio Show.
1: I say this calls for action, and now, nip it
2: in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud.
0: Negotiations Bible Style. <laughs> Bible style Bible, 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 Bible bi- Negotiation Bible Pontiac, get a white dragon Pontiac, get a white dragon
3: Pontiac, it's a breakaway
1: car This year Potionium, palladium, promethium, potassium, polonium And tantalum, technetium, titanium, tellurium. Stay thirsty, my friends
0: that's are we supposed to stay thirsty from gas there that's the question today on the christian car guys show lessons from gas thirst 2016 (laughs) that's what that's what i'm calling it and if you're in the southeast you may know what i'm talking about those in seattle this morning or out on the west coast might not be as aware of it as we are but something many people had never heard of until this week the colonial pipeline (laughs) it it had a leak and so the next thing you know man things got heavy duty fast There were rumors of you know out of gas and the next thing you know people everywhere lined up to get the gas and then they ran out of gas and the next well man I mean some people really had some struggles with this but when we have struggles like this like the time that all these people got stranded in the snow and whatever there's lessons to be learned if we sit back and reflect on all this and I would like to Reflect on that today, but I know that you out there today, you learned a lesson or two, or you had an experience that we all could glean something from. What happened to you in the gas line this week? What or last week? You know, what happened to you? What did you see that maybe surprised you or shocked you or do you think is notable? We would love to hear it. We have lines open. This is a live show. What happened to you in the gas line? 866348. 866 34 truth and of course we have our good friend Jerry here who's our Christian body shop guy but he also happens to have a wrecker service. <laughs>
1: and Jerry, you got way more calls to deliver gas than you, you normally get, I guess. Yeah, you know and the the thing is, with motor clubs, uh, a lot of the motor clubs your program and your 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 package, you'll have Free gas delivery, and it'll be five dollars of gas or a couple gallons of gas. And all of a sudden, whenever you get a scare like we had, people are in the driveway and they're taking advantage of that. They, they, they will. <coughs> people will take advantage of the system any way they can.
0: <laughs> so I know you're gleaning. You glean something. You have a story to share. We would love to hear it. Eight six six, call us. We have lines open. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six Three, four, eight, seven, eight, eight, four. In my case, as the Christian car guy, sometimes being the Christian car guy creates struggles that maybe other people don't have. (laughs) So you may remember last week we did this show from the Middle Eastern Christian Festival live. And right before the show happened, well, I should say before even that, because it's just generally, if you're the Christian car guy, Saturday morning when you go to get ready for your show... You go to a website called Petroleum Today that's put out by the Department of Energy. It's just something I've done for years and years and years and years to see what's going on with gas. So I was aware that the Colonial Pipeline had a small leakage, and I was aware that it was shut down for maintenance. All that was in there, but they mentioned nothing about any worry that the Department of Energy had of shortages. What they were concerned is that the, that the gas station people would you know, raise the prices because they could get a rumor out that there was going to be this shortage of gasoline but they had no idea what they'd done as these gas stations started to spread the rumor that there was a gas shortage the next thing you know it was like a run on the bank jerry and people came from everywhere and although the department of energy did not anticipate any shortages even though the pipeline had been down for a number of days they knew it was coming back online and there really wasn't a concern. But when everybody on the planet decides that they need to get gas, like, you know, when it snows in North Carolina, everybody goes to get milk and, and, and bread, then ka-ching. I mean, there, so my wife, like, this is how does this affect the Christian car guy? Well, my wife is like, well, do I need to go get gas? I see these lines everywhere. Jerry saw lines of 20 minutes to,
1: to even get down the street by the gas station. Yeah, by Saturday night, it was especially on the southern part of Winston-Salem. I mean, they were lined all lined up up and so up I told streets. my wife mistakenly
0: because <laughs> I had no anticipation of the panic I said Tammy don't this this is crazy we're not running out of gas the the pipeline's going to start again on Wednesday it's not going to be a problem don't worry about it and she's like okay well whatever day it was she started to run out of gas and she couldn't <laughs> find any gas station with gas I was in bad trouble I was in bad trouble how could you not tell me you know that, that this is because i had christian car
1: guy (laughs) car guy didn't know
0: (laughs) here comes the irony the irony of the whole thing is that we have a feature on a christian car guy show called christian car guy theater and the lady that plays gracie gastank i promise you this is for real (laughs) gracie gastank whose name is ellen kennedy she texted me saturday morning and said Do you, are you aware that we're going to run out of gas? And I almost laughed when I saw the text, like, well, yeah, I mean, I know, but she was so right that, oh my word, I mean, it, it became a crisis, but it was like self-fulfilling based on what happened, you know, when people begin to panic. So we are going to discuss some things that we feel like we can learn and, uh, one of those things is that mass shortages occur when the public panics over a possibility of running out of something they deem necessary. And so we're going to get into that a little bit. But the other thing that we're going to get into is the fuel delivery system in the U.S. you might see now is a bit fragile. And there is a monstrous amount of volume that goes through this pipeline. And I never really had sat there and analyzed it until the last couple of days. I've really been thinking about this. And... I don't know if you know this, but here's just a factoid to kind of put your mind around the the colonial pipeline distributes 100 times 10 to the sixth power gallons of gasoline a day. Now, the reason why I'm saying 100 times 10 to the sixth power is because I can't say that number that's above billions and trillions and all that.
1: I'm going to try to get you to explain exactly in, in terms that I can understand exactly how much gas that is, and all the <laughs> listeners would know. Okay? <laughs>
0: 100 times 10 to the sixth power gallons of gasoline a day go through this pipeline. So it is a massive, monstrous amount of volume that's being dispensed and, and, and numbers that are really just something to think about. But another thing that we really have to consider here that we could learn and glean – and begin to understand, and what I want to talk about today on The Christian Car Guy Show, is the shelf life of gasoline is not very long compared to what it used to be. In the old days, when we had leaded gasolines, and they didn't put the additives in it to, to add octane like they do today, and now that we have ethanol in our gasoline, gives it a shelf life of like three months. And so those people who hoarded gasoline thinking, oh my, we're... I need you to know today that we need to dispense this gasoline quickly because you can't keep it a year from now. It won't be any good. In fact, it hurt it hurt badly hurt whatever it is that you put it in. So you can't hoard gasoline. Um, It has to flow. And so that leads to item number four, understanding the properties of modern gasoline mixtures can save you big problems because there's other things to consider besides the shelf life and, and, and the, the different mixtures of gasoline that we can learn all from this and we're going to study this today on a Christian Car Guy show and, and we're going to go into detail all these things but the one cool thing about it all as you might guess I was going Jerry is the reflection of the spiritual <laughs> in this and, and you can't help but note that you know wow the ten virgins right? They had an oil shortage. <laughs> and these 10 virgins, you know, they didn't have to wait in a long line, but they, they unfortunately, you know, they experienced an oil shortage. And so, you know, there's a lot of spiritual stuff to be learned right here um, um, with oil shortages. And we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about, we have some updates for the Jesus labor, love car repair labor for single moms, widows. We had some miraculous things happen this week. I want to share those with you as well. But most of all, I want to hear your story. What happened in the gas line? How long did you have to wait? What did you see? Did you see somebody like me that had a 55-gallon drum in the back of their truck that they were <laughs> filling up with gasoline, hoarding? 14 gas cans in the back that they were filled up their car and all that? I would love to know. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. We would love your story. What happened to you in the gas line? So we have all that and more coming back with Jerry. He has his stories. I have mine. What can we learn about gas in this country? 866-348-7884 is the number to call in with any question or comment. We have so much more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Stay tuned. Yes,
3: you.
1: Holmium, and helium, and hafnium, and urbium, and
0: now i went to great lengths, urbium, Jerry, Rankin, to find Nankin, 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 this Nankin, Nankin soundbite here <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> this this is, this the chemical product, product properties of gasoline you know just not really but it sounds it sounds good cuz when you start studying this stuff it's about as confusing, you know, you have all these carbon atoms that make octane and all this stuff that 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 sounds like but you know when you look into these gasoline issues you can't help but come across some of these things so we're going to get into some of those things that mix up gas and why that affects shelf life and how that can affect you and your car and why you might know you don't need to know all those properties but you do need to know certain things about your gasoline in order to not cause yourself big trouble down the line. But it was we were talking about. We want to glean a few things from this experience of the gas shortage, and and the first one that I I would love your wisdom on, by the way, and and because I, I personally got burned by this this week. But you know, when mass shortages occur, you know. I mean, mass shortages do occur when the public panics over the possibility of running out of something, whether it's bread and milk in a snowstorm or, you know, in the case of gasoline, when all of a sudden people get word that there's a gas shortage. So what's a Christian to do in this situation? You know, you too can be affected, obviously. But what, what do you think, and I would love to know your answer, when you see mass People going out there and filling up fifty-five gallon drums of gasoline, realizing that if everybody just goes hordes, that we're all going to run out of gas. What's our role in that? I'm I'm curious. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. We actually have Anne in Huntersville, and she may have an answer for us. Anne.
3: <laughs> well, I do.
0: All right. <laughs> I
3: I have a very spiritual application here, uh, and I too. I'm a member of Christian Cargai Theater. (laughs) And I, Uh, too... Did you think it
0: was funny that Gracie Gastank sent me that text?
3: I thought it was hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, she sent it to me, too, you see. Now, the difference between you and me (laughs) is that I took it seriously. And, I mean, she woke me up, you know, with this text, and, and I... You know, threw some clothes on and dashed to the <laughs> to the gas station. Thankfully, there weren't any other people around. Now, see, I don't even have an extra thing to, to you know. They don't have what, a what gas
0: can to go fill up.
3: No, no, I don't. But I have a gas tank to fill up, and and I was half empty, which is very symbolic right there. And so <laughs> I filled up with gas. I had, as as the Bible says, fresh oil, and and I felt. <laughs> so much better i mean i was half asleep but i i I managed to get the gas and you know so the the point is i listened
0: unlike some of us (laughs) (laughs) yeah we think we know it all because we're like there's no gas shortage but (laughs) you don't realize what's going to happen
3: yeah there are a lot of spiritual applications here i think you know
0: there really, really is. You weren't one of those 10 virgins. I was one of those that was just <laughs> caught short. And not me. I, I had it was my, What's worse is it was my Your wife. wife. You know, so that's just how that goes. Well, God bless I, you, Ann. And by the way, we were supposed to have an episode of Christian Car Guy Theater. We, we had some technical difficulties. We will get that to you next week. It's so exciting yep. what's going to happen to Allie. You don't want to miss that. Tune in next week for I Christian know, Car Guy Theater. It's well, And you guys have Fender a great with day. Ann. Yes, thank you, Ann. God bless you. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. 866 348 7884. What was your experience? And maybe what do you think a Christian should do when you're faced with a, this? And again, you might be in Seattle and you weren't affected by this. So good. You can sit back and tell us in the southeast, we fool, you know,
1: what what should we have done under these circumstances? What do you think, Jerry? Well, I think that, you know, one thing that sometimes when they give warnings and uh, the government and, and other agencies, you know, I think they do in a way factor in the human aspect of it, but I don't know if they really, if it's easy to factor in the panic. Of the human aspect of it, and I think that's what it all—you know—so many times when we get into a situation like that and get ourselves all worked up, it's just really what we do to ourselves. And and in a way, you know, you ought to learn the that you know—we should have learned in the past, you know, in the seventies with the gas crisis and all the lines, and and then even to the—you know—every year, like I said, whenever they call for snow or sleet, I mean. People don't even drink milk. They may drink a pint of milk a month, and they go out and buy two gallons of milk and six <laughs> loaves of bread, and you go into the store, and there's, they're bare. And and then what happens in a few days or a week or so, they're throwing all that in the throwing it out and dumping it down the drain because it's gone bad. I mean, that's we just panic. And you look at the marketing aspect of it. What's going to drive up demand is the fact that people think it's not going to be available. I, you know, I don't know how much of a – the, the marketing, Mattel, and all these other companies for Christmas and stuff, if something's hot, you'll usually hear that there's a scare, that there's going to be a shortage of that, and then all of a sudden they just fly off the shelves because everybody's running out to get it. And I think that makes other people want it. I think if you hear there's going to be a shortage of gas, you, you know, the, the best thing we can do is just be reasonable.
0: <laughs> uh, and I think you know do unto others, as you would have them. you know, do I need to fill up that extra tank of gas do i need to you know take more if you know what do i need and you obviously you want to meet your own needs and your family's needs but hoarding is you know therein lies the question of where is hoarding and where is that that you know of taking what you need is 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 the line that you you got to figure out how to stay but obviously i can see kim our producer he has something he wants to add here
2: well um i have a question do would some of the gas stations contribute to the problem of the panic? Because I had a friend of mine, he said they a gas station that he uses uh, close to his house, and he said one of the attendants the was out there measuring the gas tank. The, the um, and she said that the company told her whenever to get to a certain level to shut the gas off because. Um, there's a possibility that air would get into your gas tank, and that's a, that's a possible lawsuit, with maybe.
0: Well, that's a great question, Ken. That's a great question. We need to talk about, there's several things that they're thinking about when they're dipping their tanks like that, and the gas stations do have their role <laughs> in, in what's going on with that, but we need your comments, 866 348 7884. We're trying to learn about gas here on the Christian Car Guy Show. 866
2: 348 7884. The price of gas is killing me. I wish I owned stock in an oil company. I want to go on a vacation somewhere half
0: across the nation. lessons from gas thirst 2016 that's what we're talking about today on the Christian car Guys show What can we glean from what happened in the southeast the colonial pipeline had a leak it only lost 300 and it sounds like a lot of gas but it only So You throw it, that other number you threw it, it out earlier You start earlier. throwing out that number it's, <laughs> it's 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 a fraction of what goes through those pipelines a day 336 thousand gallons is what was actually down in those storage ponds and it's pretty cool stuff to look at how the epa is actually getting that water out of the gas and or the gas out of the water that it went into and these holding ponds and all that they they did it and how they made the bypasses and all that stuff pretty cool technology but nonetheless the pipeline stopped for nine days and then the southeast experienced a shortage but then that was compounded by the fact that the panic of the general population was everybody ran out to get gas, which, you know, it's like a run on the bank when everybody decides to get gas and fill up every tank they got. And even their gas cans out back and whatever else (laughs) you create this situation. But question right before the break that our producer Kim asked is what is, what role do the gas stations play in that? And you know, what's involved with some of the suppliers and whatever. And, one of the common misunderstandings for a lot of us is, wow, why is it that as soon as a rumor happens that a hurricane may hit a refinery in Houston, that all of a sudden the price of gas goes up at the pump, 10 cents a gallon, when clearly that gas sitting in the ground can't be, have anything to do with the price of oil right now or what's happening with the refineries down in the, in the Gulf. But Jerry, there clearly is a connection because we don't really
1: understand the way gas gets priced and and you can help clarify that being in your line of work yes uh you know the, the gas in the tanks at these gas stations really on consignment because they don't when the truck pulls up they're not paying for that gas and the way they keep up and track it is when it goes through the pump when it when somebody a customer pulls up and pumps that gas out that's where they get their profit margin but that's also where they get the numbers of how much gas is being purchased so when that increase comes it really doesn't affect those local stations and and, you know they're sort of the put out there as the bad guy sometimes because people think you know what you're making all this money because all of a sudden last week i was paying or this morning i gave a a dollar 99 a gallon or 2.99 a gallon and i came by two hours later bring my wife's car and it's went up 45 cent well their margin is no different i mean they still make $0.02 $0.02 cent a gallon, let's just say. I mean, because it, it is so slim that margin of profit. Now, the industry, the 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 suppliers, the the Shells and the Exxons and the BPs and all this stuff. They're the suppliers. Yeah, it does affect them. What's already out in the system when the gas goes up, there it does increase that profit margin. But the local people and the local stations, you know, they're they're just out there just just trying to do the best they can, and that's uh doesn't affect them. So. Yeah, and the
0: other thing that Kim brought up is these people, they're going out there dipping those tanks. And you do need to know something about that. In fact, it gets into this whole formulation of gas and understanding something about gas. That gas has a much shorter shelf life based on the additives that they use today and based on the fact that we have ethanol in our gas. And ethanol is not as stable as the old-fashioned gasoline. And it changes the shelf life of the gasoline. So the reason, and it also changes that ethanol is easily contaminated by water. So what Kim described was that a girl was out there dipping the tank to see how much, because they don't want it to fall between, b- below a certain level. And the reason they're doing that is when it gets down to a, b- below a certain level, number one, it can pick up water, and water will contaminate E10 in a heartbeat. It will contaminate. If it gets into somebody's car, the next thing you know, that gas station is going to be f- facing a lawsuit to replace a fuel injection system or whatever. Fairly expensive. I've done a lot of that work, and I bet you have too, Jerry, where a gas station had to pay for that because they let their tanks get too low, and they either picked up trash or they picked up water from the bottom of their tank. So they do have to do that. And something like this, where they're all running out of gas, to them running out of gas is when that tank reaches a certain level because they can't let it go too low because they don't want to pick up stuff that will hurt your fuel, which gets into another thing that we can glean from this, and that is the shelf life of gasoline is really today, the way that most people would pump gasoline, they're going to get E10, right? And, you know, that means 10% of the gasoline has got some ethanol in it. Well, as soon as you add any ethanol to gasoline, now you've you've changed the volatility of the gasoline. And the volatility is the good part of the gasoline. <laughs> in other words, we need it to make fumes so that it will explode and, and cause our cars to go. And what happens when you add... You know, something that's not as dense as gasoline like ethanol. In other words, it's not not got as much unvapor to it. It becomes a lot more. In other words, ethanol will evaporate much quicker than gasoline will. And when you take the, the volatility out of the gasoline, it no longer burns properly. And so now it begins to clog up things and cause the problems with inside your car. Not to mention that E10 or ethanol... Is so easily contaminated by water because it obviously is—it's got completely different ways that it mixes than other things, right, Jerry?
1: Yeah, and you know, so many times we, you know, you don't don't add take into consideration that. Well, we have a car that sits, you know, and we see it's a lot in the towing part of our business and stuff. Where a car have been sitting for for a year. Well, I went out and cranked it up a couple times, you know, every few weeks I try to crank it up, but then when they get it out on the road, it won't run. And the problem is the fact that they've allowed the the gas to sit in there so long because it's still the same tank of gas that's been sitting in that vehicle for a year. And you've got to start real, you know, you just don't realize and factor that in. And like you said, gas only has a shelf life of so long. And now these cars, really what we put in there right out of the pump is right, I mean, it's pushed it right up to the line to make these engines run properly because of all the additives and now here, here, so
0: if you're going to store your car, this is a place to learn. And, you know, that's the reason why we, we hope this show is helpful to you, is you know your car is going to sit there all summer, or you know it's going to sit for four months. Don't fill it up and go let it sit. <laughs> because the good news about gasoline, unlike other things shelf life, is fresh gasoline reverberates old gasoline. So if you've got like a sixth of the t- or eighth of a tank or even a third of a tank sitting in there, and you go fill it up with fresh gasoline that's, that's brand new, out of that totally reverberates all that old gasoline. It will all burn right out of the system. So if you know you're going to store your car, don't go fill it up with gas. <laughs> start, you know, let it sit there fairly. And again, you don't want it to be empty, but what do you think? A quarter of a tank, something like that, Jerry? Yeah,
1: I wouldn't go over that because that's the, that's the key. And before you put many miles on it, make sure if you're going to start driving it again, go ahead and get the gas put in it
0: yeah why not even you know if it's really been sitting there a year you know, if it were me you know and i know that car's been sitting there a year and it's got a quarter of a tank of gas i would go buy 5 gallons of gas in a gas can that's brand new fresh gas and put it in that gas tank before i even drove it to the gas station because you don't want that old contaminated gas to clog up the system and and the good news is it it even though you can buy fuel um additives that you know they're stabilizers they're called or something along those lines and they're they're okay but there's nothing like fresh gas going into that gas tank to reverberate the old gas that's in there and and away you go so that's you know one of the things that you can clearly learn from
1: this yeah and and, and guys have been in this business or, or, or been driving for a while I mean that was a thing back a few years ago you'd always say well if I'm gonna let it sit long, I'm gonna fill it all the way up because that you know that way it doesn't get any moisture in it and i want have to have a full tank which is just the opposite now you got to completely change the way you think
0: yeah because again leaded gasoline in the old days and it was pure it was a completely different ball game and that gas had a long shelf life but today's gas does not so if you made them you know if you went out and bought a bunch of gas cans full of gas why not just burn that stuff off as quickly as you yeah as as you possibly
1: can and uh and, just like and, just like when you bought all that milk and bread, I mean no need pouring it down the drain and throw it in the trash can. go ahead and burn it up because it's not gonna it's not going be a quality product you put in your vehicle if you wait a few months yeah,
0: so getting to back to you know some of these things that we can learn, the other thing that that I think is significant is how you know easily you know the country gets in a, a problem if this pipeline you know has a problem and and so it's fragile the system is fragile in in other words this pipeline's got to deliver and and i didn't even really put it all together in my head until all this happened that we have a big colonial dispensary in north carolina and when you go by the airport in greensboro you'll see this huge tank farm and it says colonial pipeline well that's where the gas that's where the pipeline is coming into the city of greensboro and that's where that's distributed all over this area um for quite a ways based on that tank farm right there jerry and i guess maybe you knew that but when you see that big cp on there that's the colonial pipeline and that's that's what's going on with that and since you know this system is somewhat fragile you know you can't help but say well gee what what do i do with my family you know if something happens to this system and bicycles and transportation and think through some of these things the cool thing is we get to see the spiritual aspects of that we're going to talk about that in the last segment of the show plus you may still be sitting on something you want to share so you do that 866-348-7884 you call us 866-34-TRUTH a lot more coming up As we wait upon the Lord and sometimes we wait upon the Lord with our lamps like the virgins and that requires oil and so we're going to into that. Here we go. We, we, go got
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we certainly want to but we, we want to couple, carry a couple points forward from the previous talk. We're talking about what lessons that we can learn from the gas shortage we have experienced here in the Southeast over the last week and one of the things that just kind of trying to get my mind around, is that gasoline has to continue to flow for our system to work. In other words, because the shelf life of gasoline is short, and it's such huge amount of volumes, you know, we, we, we talked about it, 100 times 10 to the sixth power of gas, gallons of gasoline is flowing through this pipeline. So, and it doesn't have a long shelf life, so they are counting on you. The oil companies and all the people producing oil and all this, they're counting on you to buy big, huge vehicles, SUVs and four-door pickup trucks and all this stuff to burn all this fuel because they are producing it and it can't sit in the ground. And, and But interestingly, when we have something like this happen and everybody goes and hoards gas, then the next thing you know, you know, we're going to see a glut of gas and a glut of oil and then... Guess what? The price has got to drop so that they get you to go out and buy even more <laughs> gas and go on more trips and all kind of things like that. We got Ken is in Colfax, North Carolina. He's got a gas story for us. Ken, you're on the Christian cars guy show. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Uh, when this thing started transpiring over the weekend, um at first I thought it was just a hoax and then I went to a service station seen the yellow back everything. but my mind went back, to when I, back in 71, I worked at a service station on Spring Garden in Greensboro, and we were selling gas for 15 cent a gallon. We were having a gas war, and we had all these farmers and people coming in with the big oil tanks and filling their gas up, and it was plenty of gas. They were just, uh, I don't know if they were hoarding it, they are just taking advantage of a good price. But then it was like a few years later, we had this shortage. Whether it was created or whatever, and a, the gas lines in Greensboro, and you had to sit in line all morning, and you couldn't get but five dollars a gallon. And I said, I'll say this: when this thing started, my, I mean, you know, my heart started racing. I said, what do I need to do? I've got some doctor appointments. I better close. I better cancel. I'm not gonna have gas to get. And then I said, I wonder if I even got enough gas to go to church. And uh, and and then he realized that how much patience the Lord had has given me over the years. And he said, Don't worry about it. And uh, it was just a couple of days after that I went and bought gas, and it was even cheaper when they <laughs> said it was. You know the national average or the North Carolina average. I bought it for two oh nine, just like it was for the shortage. <laughs> and that, right,
0: I, I waited on I him. And
2: Lord, yeah, I, I I didn't always have that patience. You know, I remember, of course, five dollars worth of gas back then was a lot more than it is now. But still, you could not buy but five dollars at a time. And some of the attendants were packing guns. They were having so many problems. And, you know, uh, this fear comes on people sometimes. And if they are not Christian, they need to uh, exercise some of the patience. I'm not going to say pray for it, but uh, exercise <laughs> some of the patience that God gives
0: them. Thank you, Ken. God bless you. I appreciate that. That's exactly what I needed to hear today. I'm so glad okay. you called in. Thank you. And we would love to take your call, Eight six six three four eight. Seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth. Well, I did want to get to the spiritual side of this uh, that I saw, and uh, as I was thinking through this this morning, and you know, actually over the last few days, that here were these ten virgins, <laughs> and clearly they had an oil shortage, and and they had to wait in line, and you know, they were asking each other for for light. the The interesting thing, and had they panicked like the people in North Carolina back when they realized they were going to have a shortage earlier before the, the bridegroom had any chance of showing up rather than being lazy, but had they really had a thirst, and that's the reason why I use that word, because Jesus said, blessed are those who thirst. And, and, and the question is, do we thirst for the oil, the anointing that, that God provides? And I, I want you to think with me for a minute about what it says, and I actually looked at this passage in a new light this week. In John chapter 4, I mean, excuse me, in the gospel of John chapter 1, verse 4, it says, in him was the life, and the life is the light of men. Now, light comes from oil, and, and you may recall In Zechariah, there's this really cool picture of these two olive trees, and these olive trees have got this fruit, and the fruit of the olives is coming down into these vats, and it's creating oil, and it's lighting the menorah. And so as we abide in the vine, we bear fruit. And And the vine being Christ, you see, and that fruit creates oil, which illuminates, it's the light of men that other people can follow. So as you're standing in the gas line and you go, hey, you know what? I only need five gallons. I don't really need to fill up right now. I'll have enough. And if I do my part, the fruit of you, whatever that is that you're doing, and I'm not saying it has to do with necessarily gas, but whatever the fruit is that you're doing and other people have an opportunity to see that in your life, that is the light of men. And if we had that kind of thirst where we were panicky because we are feeling dry. <laughs> you know, I'm not feeling the Lord like I felt him yesterday. I'm feeling dry. So I need to pan. I mean, I need to go get a fill up. I got to fill up. You know, and we really felt this urgency. How much more light would there have been for the bridegroom when he showed up? You see what, what the picture was? how cool would it have been for that bridegroom to have all this light as he was approaching the bride and each of us we only can only do with what we can do we can only fill up our own lamps
1: but you know it's a cool thing jerry i love the picture you know i'm sitting there as you're saying that and what come to mind you talk about thirst and we have that thirst for fuel and when it snows we have that thirst to make sure we have enough bread and eggs and all that stuff and we rush out and try to get it no matter how long the line is What if in the morning I pull up in the parking lot of Pinedale Christian Church and you pull up at Calvary and there's people lined up outside the building to get in because they're thirsting for Jesus Christ. What an impact. I mean, but but that should be that should be what we should be thirsting for every day. And that's why we can be salt,
0: because if we can be salt, then we create that thirst. It's interesting how God gave us all these pictures. Yeah. And if we look around, you know, hardly a week could go by that he doesn't give us some great illustration of something. Wow, there's something to this oil thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, And you know what? If we think we're going to run out of oil, we're going to tell everybody. If we know a trick to get the fuel, we're going to tell everybody we know, all of our family and stuff. Why shouldn't we be doing the same uh, thing with the gospel of Jesus Christ?
0: And speaking of oil, we had so much oil in the Jesus Labor Love this week. Car repair labor for single moms and widows tremendous donations came in I have to tell you Jerry the lady that was living her car in New York we got a new we got the money for her radiator there was somebody else that was donated a, a brand new van um, there was another van given away last week that, that I got to see this in between the oil is flowing folks thank you so much for all you do for the Christian Car Guy show the Jesus labor loved listening and participating and remember slow down Jesus walked everywhere he went and he got it all done in 33 years. So stay thirsty, my (laughs) (laughs) friends. Absolutely.